Hello and welcome to Euroballs in partnership with Ladbrooks, our Euro 2020 show here on Balls.ie. Don't forget, Ladbrooks have a uh, five-a-side free bet for you on Euro 2020 today for any of the games this evening. Just get on to ladbrooks.com after 10 a.m. on any match day to see more great offers like this. Now, delighted to be joined uh, once again today by former Republic of Ireland International and Ladbrokes ambassador Kevin Doyle. Kevin, how are you? Still, still enjoying Euro 2020? The marathon there is up and down to Donnybrook every couple of days. Yeah, putting the miles on the car. I'm good. I have a couple of days off. I'm not on again till the weekend. So regroup and take, <laughs> recover. A few ice packs. Go again. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Putting in some amount of shifts. You know, more, more, more than you had to in your in, in your playing career, obviously. Um, but look, it's it's been fun. We'll look ahead to this, this massive games on today, and then we wrap up the group stages, and we're into the serious business. Then the next time we talk on on Friday, I think. But you know, it's been a fun few days, I would say, as we kind of start to figure out what's going to happen in this tournament. Who we're saying goodbye to? Lost Scotland last night as we tend to do at group stages in these tournaments, um, England safely true. The Denmark game the other night you were in RTE for, it might not have been the highest quality ever, but with the the mad atmosphere in the stadium, their kind of story with everything that's gone on with Ericsson and all the kind of mad goings on over the few minutes with Belgium disallowed goals and penalties being given to Russia and so on and so forth. That kind of did capture, I think, the excitement of tournament football in a way that we haven't seen um, so far. Yeah, no, it's good. It's the third game, you know, and how much that changed in five minutes, you know, at the start of the game, Russia were time wasting and all they needed was a draw and it was, um, you know, it looked like it was going to be a board fest and a, a fantastic goal just near the end of the first half. Changed everything and then the, you know, psychological side of it totally changed. Um, both of them needed to score in the second half. The Belgium game wasn't going their way um, and then Belgium's goal got disallowed and uh, yeah, it's good. Just made it exciting, exciting for us watching it and yeah. And doing the game in the studio and plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, you know, the first couple of games in each group can be a bit like, you know, you're just waiting, waiting, mm. waiting to see what happens. Um, and now it starts to get serious. You see, who are the teams? Denmark were fabulous on that game. Just the energy in the, in the same. I kept going for it, got a fourth goal as well. So delighted for them. They deserved it, obviously, everything that happened to them. So, yeah, it gets interesting now. It, took a, it takes a lot of effort to get rid of six teams in the Euro. Um, <laughs> Finally starting to see a bit of light. We'll talk more about Denmark, I suppose, on, on Friday because they're playing Wales on Saturday. But I don't know. I mean, they, they obviously ran out of legs against Belgium in the second yeah. game. But there was a half an hour there where I was thinking, this is a team yeah. that could go a long way here, you know, if they can yeah. keep this up. And obviously they did the job again the other night. There's something about the energy of that team at the moment, even without such a great player in Ericsson, that they're going to be dangerous, aren't they? I can mm -hmm. see them definitely getting past Wales and then you don't know what happens after that. I just hope they stick with the sort of energy game plan they've done their yeah. high press against Belgium. Belgium did not know what hit them in the first the first half, to be honest with you. The only problem for Denmark they didn't take their chances. They could have been two or three up in Belgium. It didn't matter about bringing on the Brian and then it'd be too late, but it was only one nil. And Belgium managed to regroup a half time and sort of figure out the high press. You know, they a team hasn't high pressed the Belgium in a long time like that. And really they didn't know that you know they hadn't a clue how to figure it out, what to do, then they bring on the Bruyne. And uh, Hazard and they show a bit of quality. They still only had, I did that game, they still only had five shots in the whole game. Yeah, well, Very unusual yeah. for them. Denmark should have won it. Um, but yeah, nice to see a team. I suppose we can relate to a little bit where we played a few times. We probably we don't have maybe the couple of quality players they have, but in general it would be very similar that you can go and do well at these tournaments and play good football and play a little bit different, not play like everyone else. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And look, I, I don't know. I, I know I'm talking about them a lot, but they're obviously the story of the tournament. But, you know, I think maybe Portugal and Germany might have been the highlight in terms of a game. We'll obviously talk about both of those teams a little bit more because they're playing today. But before we do move on to the, the games ahead, England obviously were safely true before last night, but another 1-0 win, another Sterling goal. They've scored two, conceded zero in, in, in three games. I know our account tweeted out last night that they're greasing their way through this tournament. Uh, I don't know about that, but it felt to me last night that England played very well. This was them coming alive in the tournament for 20 minutes, scored a goal, and then went back into their shell again and started playing with fear. Yeah. Or is it unfair? I think they're sort of set up to play a bit like that, though. You know, just even having two holding midfielders on, I would be fairly satisfied if I was an England fan. You know, they haven't they haven't caught fire yet, and yet they're comfortably through the group. Um, they're... they're one of the best players in the world, our top goal scorer, hasn't caught fire yet. He started to show signs of it last night that he's starting to hit a little bit. He had a couple of chances where he, you know, a couple of chances more than he had in the other games. And he looked sharp. He just didn't finish them off. Um, no, I'd be satisfied enough. England, I think, you know, they got a lot of criticism after Scotland game. But that was a unique game, as in Scotland playing a derby game and winning the and putting everyone behind the ball and fighting for every single thing. And, like, a real, like, cup-type game. So, you can write that one off. The first game, they were quite... Good against uh, Croatia, professional win the game, first home game or their first win at, at the start of the tournament in a long time, I think, in the group stages. So, yeah. like, you look at everything negatively, you can look at everything positively if you want to put a light, put a shining light on it. But I think you'd be, I don't know, not conceding, you'd be pretty happy for England, mm. expecting the some of their star players to fire a bit more, I suppose, as the tournament goes on. But um, for for a team who hasn't really been playing well, you, you know, you'd be fairly happy with them, I think. There was a lot of debate before last night as to whether, now nobody I think expected the team to throw a game, but whether they'd be happy with a point, finish second in the group. And I mean, my argument was, you know, you finish second in the group, you play on Monday, which means that you don't have Mount or Chilwell, which is another story and a ridiculous thing in itself. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it would mean leaving Wembley and going to Copenhagen, but it would mean playing either Spain, Sweden or Slovakia or, or uh, Poland, I should say. Um, or you stay at Wembley, uh, you play a day later, which means your players are are available to you, but you have France, Germany, or Portugal. My argument was, you stay at Wembley and you go and you try and go and win this tournament from the front almost. And also, yeah. but the main reason I was thinking of that was because last night was an opportunity to get their mojo back and go and lay down a marker. And in the end, they topped the group but didn't do quite that. And I just wonder where that leaves them. You know, it, it, yeah. in a weird way, it's almost changed my opinion that I was held very strong yesterday, which they should go out and top yeah. the group. Um, you know, there's the argument, listen, they're, if they're going to get far win the team, they're going to have to play a, a good team in the next round or in the semi-final, whatever it might be, so you might as well play them now. Um, it's, there's no right or wrong answer. If they go and win the game, if they come first now and, and, you know, win the next round, well, then it's the right thing. If they lose, everyone say, well, they shouldn't have done that. But I don't think you can go into a group, I don't think you can go and think, you know, I've never been in a game, no matter what the outcome, we're going to be better if we lose. This lads are better. No. <laughs> you have to go out and try to win, um, and it's just the look, uh, the look of the draw of the tournament where the end, where they have to go now, and, and the tough group and the tough game they have coming up. But no, I think it's just better, better for your, better for everyone. You go win the game. Listen, go and win the next one. And yes, as I said, they're at home. Um, the whole COVID thing with the two lads is just embarrassing for whoever came up with the rules. You know, to be honest with you, how that is, you know. Yeah. And into a whole other thing, but then, like, I'm doing the Denmark game there, and there's 25,000 in the stand all beside each other, no masks, no nothing. Yet, you have you know that situation arising where two lads who probably are fine 
have to, you know, anyway, let's not get yeah. in there. The, Look, sure, there's uh, parallels of uh, the Wexford hurlers ratting out the Clare. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. I'm not saying it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a, bit, a bit like that, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Steve Clark on the phone the day we fit. Uh, I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> I wouldn't rule it out, Mick. I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> um, we're left um, in terms of that, that like, obviously, England, um, I don't want to dwell on them too much, obviously, but, I mean, it is for, for right or wrong on whether people are supporting them or completely against them, as we've talked about in the past, there is a borderline obsession there. But I just wonder, was there any sense for you that we didn't expect Saka to come into the team, for example? There was arguments that Sancho, where where the hell is Jaden Sancho is a question. Uh, but Saka played really, really well. Grealish wasn't going to get a look in through the centre. He might have played on one of the wings, but then Mount is out and suddenly Grealish comes in and he's unlocking things again. In that first half an hour when they were playing very well, nothing really happened after that. But did you see enough that would suggest that Southgate's kind of like finding a team as he goes along here? Or is he the kind of manager that's going to say, look, I already know what my team is. It's going yeah. to be Ruth and Phillips and it's going to be Sterling and Foden and Kane and that's it, you know? Yeah, listen, he's a centre He's a, he's a center half managing a team. Centre half managing team always are more conservative loving the two sitting midfielders in front of his defenders they, that's the way centre halves manage I think they think like they play it um, and you know it's fine there's nothing wrong with that they're they, you know they're not conceding goals they're playing okay the whole Sancho thing like he must be having the worst training sessions of all time he must be minging you know <laughs> to even make the bench in um, the first game anyway and you're just like uh, and talking to Didi Haman in when he Working with Diddy Man, he was saying Sancho had a really good season. He saw him a lot more than we would have seen him, and he was fantastic, and he can't understand it. So it must be something from training. I don't know. I know Southgate, and you listen to him over the years, and, and all the staff to have, and it's all, they're very detailed into stats and looking into that side of things and how maybe players are training and how things are going on behind the scenes. We don't know. We don't see that. So I suppose he's the manager, and the, the country or the fans have to back him on his judgment, you know. Foden was the greatest player in the world before the tournament, and then now they're happy that he's not in the team. Like it's just the way it goes. Um, it's they have plenty of players. That's the thing with England. When you look through their squad, and that was the thing before, and you couldn't tell at the start of who would they pick and what way would they play. So he's in a he's in a situation where no matter who he picks, there's people going to come out and speak like I'm speaking now and criticize and say he should have this or he should have that. Um, proof will be the end of the tournament and. Yeah. And then as well, a lot of people were saying before the tournament, listen, we don't think six, getting to the final 16 is probably success for England. They're not right. The squad is still young and, or whatever. Um, but once they get into it, they expect to win it. And their fans expect to win it. And, um, but yeah, I think it's been, we're so focused on it. I do think it's been over, overplayed, as usual with England and their own media. Um, you know, they, they jump on every bandwagon after every game, depending on the results. So um, yeah. that's the pressure. That's why the pressure is comes with playing with England more so I don't know maybe Italy's the same and France is the same we don't see that because we're more England centric and we see everything that they do yeah absolutely yeah two very very high highs and very very low lows and often it's somewhere in between but they are going to play um whoever finishes second now in group F which was always the the group of the tournament we'll see how it concludes tonight um Germany beat Hungary and France and Portugal draw. Very, very good chance of those two things happening with the Germany's performance the other night. And Germany will top the group. France will finish second. Uh, Portugal you would, will, will definitely go through as a third-place team then. And England will play France, which is, uh, you know, people would have thought of as a possible final before this this started, you know. I, on the games at the weekend, kind of, and looking ahead to tonight, like, 
France had a performance against Hungary was weird to me. They 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 still should have won the game four or five nil, but it was like as if they were caught a little bit on the hop by Hungary just playing differently than they did against Portugal. And I don't know what that like we were looking at them as imperious and yeah. their performance against Germany was so perfect almost. You know, we wanted them to do more in the same way as England, but it's like you can't beat this team, was the way we were thinking. Yeah. I don't know if, if like a throwaway game against Hungary that's not going to matter at the end of the tournament changes our perceptions in any way um, or not? Um, I don't know. It's not like Mbappe not scoring for them yet as well. Um, and yeah. he's had the chances we were speaking about earlier. And then like he's still playing well and everyone's saying how good he is. But then, you know, and you compare that to England and Harry Kane hasn't scored and the stick he's getting for not scoring. Um, he hasn't had a hat full of chances like Mbappe. So, it's again, how you spin things, how you look at it. Hungary are... Hungary put in great defensive performance. I, I did one of their games. They're, they're, they're just dogged. We've seen them play against Ireland as well. They really aren't very good. And I suppose that's the worry you'd have, that France couldn't break them down and beat them. Uh, but then, do, are they going into the Hungary game? You know, they're not. They're humans. They're not as focused on that game as there might be others. They think, probably think it's going to be a bit of a, you know, a stroll in the park for them, and it wasn't. But maybe it was a wake-up call for them. They're still comfortable, you know, and they're still... They're not my favourite to win it, but um, and if I was England, I you know, and if England meet them, do meet them in the next round, I'd be like, I'd be thinking England might sneak it. To be honest with you, um, they're just so solid, and, and I think France might struggle to break them down. So uh, they're intriguing. Like the whole tournament, fairly open. You can make a case for five, six teams, and and pros and cons of both. It's 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 so hard to call this early in the group stage as well. But I would, yeah, I'd be more. Go back to your question. I'd write that game off. You know, it's, yeah. it's acceptable one group game where, you know, it's hard as well. A team defend by everyone behind the ball and you, they still have chances to shift or have won the game. It just sometimes works out. You don't take your chances and that's the way it is and you just have to move on. If you create enough chances, normally you will score and that's what the way they have to look at it. Germany obviously will play Hungary. We might talk about them um, in kind of in more detail again. I think people were very impressed by them against Portugal, but Portugal and France is going to be the game that everybody's watching tonight. It's last year's, you know, or five years ago's final. Uh, people will forget as well, you know. And and I suppose there, there's a sense here that France could nearly be going for three tournaments in a row in the same way that Spain did. Only they were caught that night, you know. But um, similar could obviously happen again, and Portugal have shown signs, I suppose, in this tournament without really coming alive yet. The, like, they will get through, you would imagine, either way at this stage. Yeah. Like, I think they, I think they have, like, maybe a three-goal. Barring a big defeat, they should, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly, a big defeat it would need be. But, I mean, from their point of view, we're talking about England laying down a marker uh, last night, if are needing to lay down a marker last night. Portugal really need to kind of show that they can compete here after what happened uh, last, at the weekend against Germany. Yeah, listen, Germany, Portugal and Germany, again, I go back to Didier Mann, he told me he thought they had no chance in the tournament. Mm. I think he said that before they won the World Cup as well. So, um, <laughs> you don't know when you look through their squad and it's a really strong squad. Portugal's squad is fabulous as well. Players on the bench as well, you know, I always look to see who they have on the bench, the teams, and what their strength is, what they can do to change it. I did the portugal Hungary game and they weren't great. They did create enough chances to win the game and they did deserve to win the game. The one for me is Ronaldo. He looks so sharp. I wondered before the tournament whether he'd be a negative more than a positive for Portugal, yeah. whether he'd hold him back. You know, he's, you know, 
are they only playing him because he's such a legend and he doesn't have the legs quite like he did but he looks sharp to me he looks as fit as ever and he scored goals so um he's so desperate for to win it so desperate to to be you know the top ever goal scorer and all the the records he's chasing so um yeah tough game to call i uh, i wouldn't be surprised if portugal won it either you know france and I'm just not 100% certain on France. I was before the tournament. I was a bit like you. I was fancying France. I was fancying Belgium and France were my two. And I'm a little bit not so sure now. Portugal haven't fired on all cylinders. But I just I just think there's a story there with, with Ronaldo maybe that he can be the last big swan song. No, I'm saying it's his last big swan song. He's going to be, you know, going, wanting to go to the World Cup and be playing there at 38 or whatever. So I wouldn't totally write him off. He'd probably, he'd probably you know, fool us all and turn up for that as good as ever. But um Portugal has such a strong squad. I I don't know, Mick. There's no point in me telling you either or the other, because they're both anything could happen. Like, and then we're we're just hypothesizing here on two really good teams who mm. both they both play well. If Portugal play well, they can win the game. If France play well, they can win the game. A team could win this 3-0. France could put Portugal out of tournament. France fire and Mbappe takes his chances and has a performance like we expect from him. On top of on top of just his game performance, but actually puts away some of the chances. France could actually win this three or four nil, and then Portugal are going home. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's that's why it's good. And what's, I'm glad this is the third game as well. You know, yeah. not just the first game, and it could have been pretty boring. This should be a good game. To win. And sometimes that's sometimes that's the best preview in that like we don't know what's going to happen. Both teams could be as good as build, or one team doesn't show up, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. In the other group that we're going to see tonight, I think every like I mean, it is a case of just watching France and Portugal and enjoying it and seeing what happens, and we'll know all the permutations and so on by that point. But the five o'clock games that's going to happen is the big news is going to be Spain, obviously. Yeah. They're going to play Slovakia. They've only got two draws from two. We're con- persistent with the kind of like the worst thing that almost ever happened was Murata actually scoring the goal that we thought was offside, and it just comp- it just left him on the field longer for him to have more misery later in the game you know and it's 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 a it's a fascinating watch with spain at the moment and it's like we're saying anything could happen portugal could fire at any point france could fire at any point it doesn't feel like spain could fire at any point i do think they'll beat slovakia though um yeah yeah i do think they'll beat slovakia and they'll be on five points and they'll be true um be very surprised to slovakia and not spain out to still have to have a fight but there's still two draws and they have the players to come alive um you know it's it, it, up to now you say they're not having a good tournament they win today and all of a sudden they're true on five points and they're in the last 16 and anything can happen so it's it's it, it, they're going to be in the next round they're going to beat Slovakia I cannot see Slovakia I've seen Slovakia play a few times it's seen play against Ireland seen them I've seen them play in the first game of the tournament and I just yeah I just see Spain winning it and then we'll start to see for real then won't we in the last 16 it's you know, you can, you're, you're, you know, if I was in the RT studio now, I'd be showing you chances and I'd be showing you why they will win and I'd be showing you their defending and I'd show you their poor play and all that. But all you can go on is that, it may, for me, it'll be a good game. Spain will win the game against Slovakia. They go through. Um, and we'll see then when they play the 16, it'll be a better team. Uh, it'll be, again, I feel the big countries, the Spains, the France, they're a bit like us. Listen, the tournament hasn't really started yet. We just need to get through the groups. And yeah. then we're getting rid of these six teams and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll start to peak and kick into gear. 
Do you have much sympathy for it? Now, uh, this isn't the pointed question because I genuinely can't remember off the top of my head if you had any kind of like uh, uh, points of your career where things just kind of seem to be just not firing and, and anything oh, like that. Not on top of my head, Kevin. I was always a big fan. No, but like, I mean, every striker must know what it's like. Yeah. But this is on a big, big stage where this guy, like, even the goal he got, he had his head down thinking he was offside. It just seemed like, and then it was, it was like, you scored, man. Like, you know, <laughs> cheer yeah. up. And then yeah. you think, oh, that's what a striker needs. A striker needs a goal, a bit of luck, this, that, and the other, and they'll kick on from there. But this guy doesn't have the confidence level, it feels to me. To, to uh, start just he getting seems, it all together, he seems to be a bit like that through his career, hasn't he? Um, a bit streaky, um, a confidence type player. Yeah, you do have a strike oh, plenty, and you can do everything in the sun. And it seems like the harder you work, the worse it gets. Your touch starts to desert you, um, and you're you're then trying to compensate. I suppose you try to do more when you sh- you know if you watch Lukaku and the way he plays. He's a really he's holds it up and he does run into channels the odd time, but mainly he is between the two 18-yard boxes, uh, the two lines on the 18-yard box, and all his goals come through there. He, all his runs are straight through there. He doesn't waste time out wide to a, a whole lot. He ends up there odd time, and um, but he's just thinking goals. But um, whereas you know, a person who isn't scoring, right, he'll end up everywhere, and we're trying to help out, trying to get involved in the game, trying to you know justify his position if he's not scoring. That's what happens to like, you go through those spells, and then the opposite happens where you can't stop scoring and it just becomes so easy and you're not trying and you know that's nearly the secret if you know what i mean if yeah the more you hang around and do less but hang around and you've got some good players at all around you who can who can put it in the box for you well you score more goals but when 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 it just don't get the rugby green the team might be playing well and you're searching and searching and searching everything goes wrong you end up you can't hit a target to save your life training you're you're crap in training you're shooting everything is you know you're doing shooting drills and nothing seems to work out for you but you just keep keep going and hope it turns and it does turn of course but it's just sticking at it and uh as i said the secret or not the secret but not trying too hard uh, mm. sort of counterproductive as well resisting that temptation almost to go yeah. and make it up in other ways yeah of course um uh, well look it'll be fascinating to watch him um the other game in the group i think equally we, we won't spend uh we're, our time's basically up here, but uh, Sweden are true. Poland have to win to join them, and probably Spain. Do you think they could do it? They, they they seem to be like they were so caught on the hop the first day, but uh, you know they go and beat Sweden. They're true. It's all made up for, and the the team a lot of people were fancying before the tournament um, could be gone tonight. Yeah, Poland were. Um... Poland were poor in the first game. I did their game in Lewandowski didn't break a sweat. I'm not sure about the Poland team, to be honest with you. I just just different signs. They came out little thing. They came out of a tunnel at halftime in that first game, and he's meant to be their captain, and he was just dwaddling out like 30 seconds after everyone else. And they were they had a really poor first half, and you you think um you know everyone's expecting him to be one of the top scorers in the tournament. He's a superstar, brilliant player, but. He just—he looked to me like he was just pissed off that no one, no one around me is good enough to supply me here, and that sort of feeling then is not that doesn't bode well for for a team. But um, listen, it might might be different tonight against Sweden. You don't know, but I just, yeah, I worried when I saw that in, in that game. You're always looking for little things that might be reading way too much into it. Might be nothing about it, but um, yeah, that's just the way I feel after that game. Yeah, so possibly Sweden to knock them out tonight. Then if they don't, yeah. if they don't get the win, or like Scotland last night and Croatia, um, uh, 
not a, a win or out. Um, did you like uh, Luka Modric's uh, goal last night? Did yeah, you? Nice one there. Did it was like, yeah. just just the technique outside of the foot and like not smashing it, just nice and casual into the corner. I think I was watching Liam Brady saying he thought it was the goal of the tournament. Your man shit Mike was a shit 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 shit. Might be too. You wasn't great last time. Yeah, I, I think though that goal can't be taken off him for. No goal in the tournament and then uh, Denmark's goal again Christensen the other night was a decent strike as well but yeah Modric is for the technique just you know you do that in training but you know it's the temptation in the matches just to put your foot through it and he was just Luka Modric he doesn't score a whole lot of goals but no. pretty, pretty good we're going to miss the likes of Luka Modric uh, there's an awful lot of players in their mid-30s at the moment uh, uh, you know from once in a lifetime players and yeah. they'll all be gone pretty soon and we'll know about it then but uh kevin enjoy uh the last round of group games we'll chat to you on friday and kind of have a kind of a look ahead to all the teams in the last 16 um which should be fun we'll know exactly who they are by the end of tonight uh don't forget to get on to ladbrooks they've got a free five aside uh bet one euro bet for you for tonight's games uh of course do check them out at 10 after 10 a.m on every match day for more offers just like that Thanks a million to them. Thanks a million to Kevin. Of course, if you're having a bet on Euro 2020 or anything at all, please always gamble responsibly. Visit dunlouis.net for more information. We'll be back with more Euroballs on Friday with Kevin when we look ahead to the last 16.